eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so massive shout-out to Spitz and Suds listeners. Thank you so much. During the third period, I put out the the tweet saying, if you have any questions about today's game, comments about the stars or the NHL, we're ready for you. 30 responses, Sean. So 30. Wow. <laughs> we'll be here till three in the morning. So <laughs> we'll, we'll run these real quick, but massive thanks to you guys. Stick tap to you. Spits and suds listeners. Uh, truly. I, I love your passion. All right. Jack Walton uh, at Jack Walton says, how can Dallas get Robertson going? Something is off. What did you see out of Jason Robertson tonight? I mean, the one thing that I saw that was, uh, I saw a lot of things tonight, but one thing that was just like perfect encapsulation of how his playoffs has come about three forty two left empty nets and he can't finish into the empty. Yeah. And that is a perfect encapsulation of what's going on with Jason Robertson right now in the playoffs for whatever reason, um, like regular season, Jason Robertson pauses for two seconds, lets the defenseman overcommit, and he shoots into the empty net. Yep. And he didn't do that. I mean, I they they put they tried to put him back with Pavelski and Hints tonight. I had a I was texting with an NHL scout about this. Uh, I guess technically yesterday, since we're now after midnight, but uh, I was texting with him about it, and the idea that he threw out there was, and it wasn't, it wasn't a long, it wasn't the long term solution. This this scout's idea was, what about starting Robertson on the fourth line the next game? Not not to keep him there permanently, but under the concept of put him put him in a spot with a uh, put him in a spot where he's playing with a Fox uh, and a Glendening or a Fox and a Kiviranta where he is the offensive focal point completely and gets a little bit of the um uh for lack of a better word, the fire under his ass on it and, and 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 so that was the idea that i don't know if i would do that but it was at least an idea that an uh, one nhl scout threw out to me when i texted with him the other day i mean it couldn't hurt because right now you're not getting much from him it's it's i mean he had the assist he had the assist tonight at, at on the power play but at even strength He's got he's getting he's getting triple up on points at even strength by Ryan Suter. And as much as Ryan's like Ryan Suter's been actually pretty decent in these playoffs, but 
you can't have your guy who had 109 points in the regular season have a third of the points that Ryan Suter has at even strength. Yeah, yeah. My my oh my Jason Robertson moment was when the stars when the Kraken were loose in their zone and the puck went to Robertson with a real clean look and he missed the net. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. right off of the the Yanni uh, yes. turnover, right? Yes, yes. absolutely. Like that was that, yeah, that was yeah. That one I was I was like I get it you're trying to pick the corner but man I was like just hit the net at that point. So uh, non-denial denial, great Twitter user, Dave. How is mm-hmm. Jason Robertson still getting ice time? Well, clearly when you're, you know, the stars top three player during the regular season and, you know, what a season he had record breaking, you know, you got to keep him in the lineup if you want to keep advancing and uh, hopefully he'll get out of his slump. So at Texas hogs or at Tex hogs, who is the best stars player of all time and why who is the best stars player of all time and why is it max domi so (laughs) (laughs) well i mean tonight max domi certainly earned his stars place in uh history so to speak even though it's been a short history uh i probably like a late june question sean but boy that's going to be interesting if they can fit him under the cap um I don't. Yeah, I, we. We. I mean, that's, be tough. It, that's a late June conversation. Yeah. But I. I. Yeah. I. Yeah. That's that's a late June conversation. Uh, he was good. To give credit. Domi was good tonight. Uh, he's he's played well. Um, past couple games. I mean, played well tonight. I didn't think he was good. I didn't think he was good in game three. So, but, but he's yeah. good. To, he was good tonight. Uh, but that that's a late June conversation about about <laughs> Ma- about Max Domi. So not an after midnight conversation no, that is for not, the no, post game. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Totally real and playoff. Brandon asks, well, what did Dallas do differently on the four check tonight that they weren't doing in the first three games? I thought in the game two, they actually four checked really hard and well. Yeah, I thought I thought they game two and four um, and even to an extent game one after the periods two and three of game one as well um i this it comes down to the stars taking better routes on their forecheck comes down to them not getting overly sucked into um like when seattle's able like you you had a really good observation with this the other the other game gavin with the, those Seattle stretch passes to the, to the opposite blue line, right? Like, yep. I only I only saw two or three tonight from Seattle. Uh, what that's a really good indicator of how the Stars forecheck is running. If Seattle is attempting and connecting on those stretch passes, they're seeing they're seeing the holes, and the Stars are taking those away. Like, that's a kind of a good. If you're watching at home, if you're seeing Seattle continuously um, attempting those stretch passes and connecting them there's a hole in the stars forecheck and the neutral zone forecheck. If they're not like tonight, the stars are following their routes better. Yeah. Um, they're doing a better job of it's a lot of the stars forecheck is kind of it's so the, the stars basically run a Lego. The stars, the stars forecheck. It's, it starts with the, the point of the spear and everything like that. The first guy. And then the second guy, the second forward on the forecheck, their job is really to allow the first the first player to be a little bit more controlled chaos, and so it's. I thought I think the star's second forwarded on the forecheck has been a lot better 
in game two and four. It was really bad in game three. It was horrible yeah. in game three, but it was real. It was a lot better tonight. And actually, Seattle tried some of those stretch passes, and it resulted in several icing calls. Yeah. Um, speaking of icing, man, first period, a few minutes in, uh, Hanley uh, came close to the line, but clearly wasn't on the line and just dumped it in, and they called icing. I'm like, wow. I was like, yeah. you know, usually there's a little give on that call, but uh, that was a that was a. I, so I was saying to myself as they took the draw, and luckily the Stars, as they did, you know, as they have continued to do, won the faceoff. And that's really the story of one of the many stories of the Stars' season is is how good they are on the draw. But I was like, wow, if this results in a goal, that's that's something that hopefully the announcers talk about because I'm going to talk about it. Uh, all right, at Brian brought us kudos. He's our afternoon host. Uh, love the man and uh, congratulations. His love of the star podcast just went over a million downloads. Uh, we're catching up to you, Brian. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> did Domi give the stars a little jump tonight, Sean? I think so. I, I, I think, I think he did. Um, he uh, there's little plays that uh, like the, the goal, the play to set up the Harley goal. There's those little plays in transition that um, Max Domi really brings. And there's some players on this, this lineup, there's some, some players in this lineup aren't able to make that play. And so that was definitely, there's definitely some jump from Domi tonight. Um, the, I, I like as, as far as his, uh, I, I like how we were seeing Domi shoot more now. Too. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's something where he, I mean he only had two shots. He he scored on both the shots tonight, so it's 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 easy to it's easy to praise two shots when you have them. But like I do think in general we have seen a little bit more of a willingness to pull the trigger, um, and I like that. And I think that's open his willingness to pull the trigger is opening up more of his passing game and vice versa. I wanted to ask you real quick, and then we'll get back to the Twitter mm-hmm. questions. Yep. How valuable do you think Yanni Gord is? I just feel as though he brings so much energy to that Kraken team. He's great on that. That third line to me in this series is the best line for Seattle. Well, I got, I mean, I got to give credit to Yanni Gord where I not, I didn't, I didn't think he was, I didn't have anything against him, but I, I I just thought he was more of a Antoine Roussel than a, no, 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 not like, not like that. No, I, I just thought he was more of a product of, the lightning I, I i thought he was going to be more like what we what we've seen with blake coleman in calgary where it was someone who was really good in a supporting role in tampa uh on one of those teams but if you took him somewhere else i don't i don't know if he'd have the type of success and we've seen that kind of that play out with blake coleman in calgary and i thought that was going to be the case with with gord and full credit to him i mean he's proven that's not the case at all he's been just as good, if not better, with Seattle playing in playing playing in a in a in a slight in a similar role that he was to Tampa, but a slightly different one at the same time. So, I mean, he is like I I, I got I give him a lot of credit because he's he's a, he's a great story, a guy who spent a lot of time in the ECHL too before he was before he ever before he ever really got going in the AHL, and um, it's. Uh, then he left Tampa and what he's, what he's done to me, what, what he's done in my, for me in my brain with Seattle, the past two years is, is he is even more impressive because I was, I always wondered, was he just a product of playing in the right system 
and being the energy, it's easy to be the energy guy when all you have to do is follow up Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman and everything like that. And now he's, he's proven time and time again with Seattle the past two years that he's, he's more than that. And that's impressive to me. All right, Carter Freeman asked, should I wear my Ben sweater to work tomorrow? Absolutely. All-Stars fans should be wearing sweaters tomorrow. Huge win tonight. At CDE Hard, Christopher DeHard. Uh, that's D-E-H-A-R-D-E if you want to look him up on Twitter. And here's why. Hey, newish hockey fan here. So take this question with a grain of salt. We actually do not take questions with a grain of salt. Your question is valid and truly appreciate you learning the great game of hockey. Does Dallas lack consistency in the first part of these playoff rounds with how these games go back and forth? Is that a cause for concern if they advance to the Western Conference Finals or am I off in my thinking? I just think we're seeing in all of these series, Sean, a lot of back and forth. I don't think it's lack of consistency. Is this going to be the new trend in hockey, I guess, would be a question. So, I mean, I think I don't think it's a grain of salt question at all because it's becoming the norm in this second round. Well, it's I mean, it's the road teams have been much better than like overall road road teams have are having much more success than they ever had before. And that's not just in this round. That's not just in this series. That's in, that's in, that's in every series right now. I mean, the only series where like, I mean, Florida was on Florida was on the road when they won both in, in, in against Toronto just to help to go up two Oh, before they went up three Oh in that series. So I, I don't, I, I I'm not, I mean, whoever the stars play, if the stars win this series, both Vegas and Edmonton have dealt with something similar as well. So every it's happening to everyone. It's, 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 it really is. It's kind of wild, isn't it, Gavin? Like this round, there's been some blowouts and, and, but it's the fact that there's been the swings where it's like other, other than, other than the Toronto, other than the Toronto Florida series, you could make a case, like, I guess after, after what Carolina did to New Jersey going into tonight, you could have made the case that, any of the any of the uh, eight teams remaining could have advanced. Now it's really hard to make that case for New Jersey now after the Carolina game earlier. But coming into tonight, you're like, okay, I could see it. But out west, it's you could see any of the four teams still advancing. I still think Dallas is going to advance out of this series. But like, it's it's, it's I think it's more of a product of what the postseason is and how close the NHL is as a whole now, where it's. Um, it's not uh, the kind of the the differences between good and bad te- between the teams that, that make the playoffs now. Um, it's so razor thin that this mm-hmm. stuff is this stuff is going to happen where you're going to have this. And so there's a lot of fun series. I totally yeah. agree with you. Uh- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, at T.O. Bowser 1, where is Robo? We've talked about that tonight. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Um, uh, all right. Here's an interesting Twitter username. Belfour's billion-dollar bribe. 
<laughs> Hanley has to stay in at this point, right? He and uh, Harley have looked great together, much better than Hockenpah and or Miller. So we kind of touched on that, but uh, mm-hmm. and we did both agree that um, don't change anything for the next game. Yeah, I would especially. I mean, you also have the luxury of if Hockenpah, I mean, I don't know what the injury is and I don't know what it is, but if it's you talk about lower body and you talk about things like that, that's something that no matter what it is, a um, couple extra days to heal is never a bad thing. So I would definitely, I think you roll with what you have from tonight's game and you also do it from a bit of, from a part of just smart long-term thinking too, where why would you try to push a banged up Yanni Hockenbaugh when you have something that's working with a healthy Joel Hanley? C money R O F L says Domi has been on fire. A perfect fit for the stars. Let's sign him long-term. Um, my man, Mr. Money, that is a may. Uh, well, we're in may. That okay. is a late June, early July pre UFA uh, podcast that we will do. I promise. But uh, good to see Max Domi. It's always great to see players that you acquire at the trade deadline, especially for players that you don't give up a first round pick uh, performing well. Uh, Jordan Harper, big fan of spits and suds. How you doing, Jordan? Did Mason Marchment leave the game for concussion protocol? The broadcast has not brought it up. I've not seen him on the ice. So the update uh, as of just a few minutes ago, Sean, uh, was there was no update on Mason Marchment. Yeah, last I haven't seen anything. And as we're recording this in the early hours of Wednesday morning, I've not seen any uh, um I've not seen I've not seen an update on that. Um, I would I don't like to I don't want to assume anything on head stuff, but it was I saw an elbow to the head. Um, I was actually surprised it was I saw an elbow to the head, so I would um, we know what's related to. Um, so, but then again, as I said, it's a head thing. I would imagine it's a head thing, but we'll have to kind of wait to see what the briefing is when the team gets back to Dallas tomorrow. At Jason Rosenbaum, if you had to give our defense an overall letter grade, what would you give it with and without Miro? Ooh, wow, what a difference! Uh, it's got to be at least a two-letter grade difference, right, Sean? Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a defense where we saw what they were last game without Miro, and that was <laughs> they failed. That was a, that was a failure. Last game was last game. Last game was a failure. But if you want to be kind, you could call it a, 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 a D or whatever. Um, I think, uh, I think with Miro, it's, 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 it's a B level defense in the NHL. Um, I think when Miro's on the ice, it's elite, but there's still a couple things where there's a couple pieces and maybe you have that with Thomas Harley's growth. There's a couple pieces where from being a truly a level defense on a night to night basis, there's some steps you still have to take, but, a B-level defense can win a Stanley Cup. So that's the most important thing right now. Yeah. Uh, at how or how, at Howway 4, Howway, I just followed you back on Twitter. Didn't realize you were following me. Thank you so much, my friend. Is it time to move Robo down to a different line? We talked about that, Howway. Yeah. And we both think that, yes, uh, probably at this point to get him going. And, and by the way, Jared McCann started for Seattle on the fourth line. Quickly moved up, but uh, that was to yeah. start the game. Uh, all right. Uh, Rupert at uh, Odysseus1491. If you had to call up one forward from Cedar Park for game five, who would you choose? Um, well, <laughs> hmm. yeah, that's a good question. 
Um, I mean, I know you have guys sitting on the bench, right? Do you have, you have Victor Olofsson who's not yeah. there and, and, um, but, but I mean, the one for me that would just be like intriguing would be, uh, and this is obviously pie in the sky and something that, that, that frankly won't, it, it won't happen. Right. Um, um, because you're, that's the, that's the reality of it. Um, but I, I would be interested in seeing a, a either a given a, a Matty Blumel or a Maverick Bork yeah. a, ch- a chance because those are the guys who have some offensive it factor that I would like to that I would like to, to if you were going to call someone up, I would do that. Yeah. Um, there's no no one else I really no one else really in Texas gives me the they bring something that you don't already have sitting there on the bench with Frederick Olofsson, right? Uh, as a healthy scratch right now. Right. I, I completely agree with you. It would be fascinating to see one of those, especially Maverick Bork being such a hot prospect. Uh, uh, I'd be interested to see that. And I think we'll probably see that. Uh, we'll definitely see it in the preseason, but we might see it in the regular season yep. uh, next year. Uh, all right. At Tyler Chase Love, thank you so much for your questions, by the way. If you're Jim Nil this offseason, what do you do regarding Domi uh, Dodonoff? If you only re-sign one, who and why? I love these June podcast questions. Do you try and re-sign both somehow, or do you look to free agency for another option? I, I really do think we have to see how this plays out. But I will say this, Tyler, and we will do a podcast on this. So just make sure that um, you uh, have the automatic download set. Um, so every time a spits and suds comes down, you could listen to it. They're titled uh, because we are going to do a deep dive on that. Uh, but I will say credit Jim Nil. Both have performed uh, exceptionally well, uh, especially for what you had to give up. So uh, stick tap to Jim Nil, uh, and, you know, two, two really, really solid uh, trade deadline deals. Yeah. Um, Dad and I, I wrote something about Dad and I before a game for, um, for over at D magazine, he's been, I, I think we should just take a t- quick second, just like for a guy who came over that Mel more felt like the other guy in the trade as part of the addition by subtraction for Dennis Garyanov, what he's done has been really impressive. So. All right. They uh, keep coming in and uh, you know, here's the next one. It is uh Brett. I won't say because it has a square in it. I will say at DLGFTW. Listen, I know Seattle definitely carried the third, but Brian Boucher acted as if Dallas hadn't dominated their way to a five to one lead in the previous two periods. The ESPN broadcast is rough. Sean, I will admit I got a few texts on tonight's ESPN broadcast. Now I try to be objective um, and I raise my hand and and say that this program is not a cheerleader podcast. However, I did think tonight's broadcast leaned as far as chat regarding Seattle and not enough about the good things Dallas was doing. Yeah, I am. Um, like, especially no, in the yeah, third yeah, period. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, the way, because... There's there's a terminology that I just kept I, I kept like that kept popping into my head every time they were talking about like because the score was what was it five one it's five one going into the third period and 
Seattle scores to make it five, two. And then they're like, I don't know, this could be the momentum swing that they go and everything like that. And it's like, so I kept in my head, I kept hearing the word score effects because so for people who don't know score effects is the concept that when a team is trailing pretty heavily or a team has a large lead and the flow of play is going to be different. Um, that, that's why like the third period, like if you look at just the shot, if you, if you can't really look at the third period of this game in a vacuum because Dallas was up four goals, they were down a forward and there was essentially a bit of nursing the lead and spreading minutes around a little bit and things along those lines. And I just felt there was a complete, there was a lack of awareness of that from the broadcast. It seemed very like trying to create drama over a game that really wasn't close. And, and, and on top of that, I, I know the Seattle story is a great story and everything like that, but you don't need to put more hot air into it. Just let it be the story it is. And that just felt like, it's like, Oh yeah, them playing this way in the third period is going to be great. I didn't hear that on the. I didn't hear that when I. I didn't hear the whole like. I. Di I didn't hear the 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 broadcasters because it was a Turner game, right? The yeah. game three. Like I didn't. I didn't hear Turner coming down for, to talk about Yanni Hockenpah's blast for the point as like that's the goal that is gonna like motivate. Right. That the, the you know what now all of a sudden the stars are gonna they're gonna all go home and use that 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 Yanni Hockenpah <laughs> that Yanni Hockenpah goal in the third period was the that was uh that was that was the Ten Commandments moment of coming down from the mountain and setting the stage for everything because that's <laughs> like that's that's what it felt like yeah that, it that, did that was the storytelling it, no you're you're absolutely right uh that's why I was so glad when Max Domi I'm like all right quiet down you know yeah, stars yeah. are gonna win this uh all right uh Moose asks how much does Robo's lack of production in the playoffs affect any future contract considerations um, he's obviously a top tier player, but if you can't get it going in the playoffs, does it make sense to pay him top tier numbers just to let you know, Moose. And thank you so much for your Twitter question. Jason Robertson is signed for four more. Well, he's in the first of a four year contract, which pays him 7.75 million. And he is a 7.7. Yeah. 7.75. And he's a restricted free agent after that. So Jason Robertson is with the stars for a long time to come. Uh, and toddy two eyes. Do you think I should grow my hair out like a young Steven Seagal? Uh, absolutely. I took a cricket outside at the beginning of this playoffs and I felt as though it made a difference. So if you feel as though growing your hair out different, right, Sean, you do yes. it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Getting through these as quick as possible. So Sean can go to bed. Uh, Green Bay of Texas. Is there any chance we call up a big body like uh, Riley Tufty if Marchman is out for a game or two? I think that is certainly a possibility, but uh, I don't think we'll see him in action. What do you think? Um, I don't. I don't think they will. I mean, we talked about a, a call up. Um, if Marchman is out, don't be surprised if we see. Now, I mentioned it before that I would prefer to call up a Maverick Bork or a uh, or a, or a Matty Blumel. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see the call-up of Riley Tufty again, just like they had Riley Tufty around practicing with the team for when, when Joe Pilski was out. So if Marchman's out, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get the recall. But I also, right now you have 
you you have uh, I, I also don't think Ty Delandria is going to be I don't yeah. think Ty Delandria is going to be out longer either. So Ty Delandria will just come back in. You'll move some things around that way. Um, it's 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 not as much about the size. It's about how you use size and speed and like you talk about a big body. Riley Tufty, I, I get worried about Riley Tufty's speed against mm-hmm. against Seattle. So yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, Davis Dunkelberger, what was seen in game two and four that should continue in game five and six? My opinion, Sean, is physicality. Yeah, physicality and just being smart with the uh, um, and, and being smart with where you're physical and, and how mm-hmm. and, and how you bring that. And then the other big thing, too, just to, to carry over and to continue on all of this is the rest of the, the the defender, the defenseman and the puck movement, you just need to kind of look and and do more of that. That that to me is a big one. All right. Uh Mr. O nine Bray seventy fours. Billy, do you keep Hanley in and scratch Hockenpah even if he's healthy? Uh Sean and I both agree that that is likely the move if Hockenpah can in fact go. Uh Joe at Z Wall ninety three. You have to keep this defense together now, right? I mean, we think so after tonight's game. Uh, let's see. K-Twiz, thank you so much for supporting Spits and Suds. Can we sacrifice a chicken or a goat or a hockey stick to get Robo a goal? Not a bad idea. Sounds like a good 105.3 The Fan bit. We won't do a chicken or a goat. Maybe we can do something with a stick. Uh, our friend Brewboy, Domi has had a great game. Absolutely. Aaron Thacker, the Thack man. How do his stars or a team in general reach consistency in the playoffs? My other question is, what do you think the stars need to do to start out game five to keep consistency? So, Sean, that is an interesting question by Aaron because it does seem at times, and they, they had good legs to start the game, but you mentioned it several times. Seattle is one of the better teams as far as quick starts. And Dallas struggles at times and has struggled for years in that category. They're coming back home. Crowd will be buzzing. Let's hope they can get off to a quick start. Yeah, and it's it's, it's the age-old question. It's the Dallas Stars age-old question. Can you start a game fast? And that's (laughs) – it goes beyond the series with Seattle. So, (laughs) (laughs) can you can – can you start a game fast? That's yeah. The new, so. <laughs> no, a- absolutely. All right. Uh, Spamuel Green, there's been decent coverage of hockey on the national broadcast. ESPN coverage does not seem to be great. We just touched on that, Sam. I know you all have talked about still learning from the Turner broadcast, but curious on ESPN because it's been all about Seattle and confusing viewers on interference. Uh, yeah. So. That big hit, someone texted me and said that clearly was interference. I didn't think ESPN, you know, they they announced the big hit, Sean, but they didn't really show me angles to deem if that was actually interference. Do you know what I'm talking about? That big hit to start the third period. Oh, the one on one on Hanley. Yeah, the one on Hanley. Yeah. um, I thought the puck was in the general vicinity. Yeah, I didn't get a really good. I think I didn't get a good view of it i mean it was tonight was a weird brought um on air talent aside there was some weird uh production decisions made with the broadcast tonight there's yeah. a couple there's a couple times where um i 
I'd almost have to be straining to find the play because they were there was some weird production decisions tonight with the broadcast. Yeah, yeah agreed. I thought Linda Mike's Linda Cohen's mic had to come up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear her at times with the crowd. So, but that's just the program director in me. <laughs> well, but no, but it's a good point. It's just like at the start, it was weird where like it was almost like their timing was wrong. Like they went to like uh, what are they? They went to that stand up shot of uh, Boucher and Wachusen. That started yes. at the start of the third period yes. while, the, while the game's going on. That was like, fascinating. Where it's, right. like, it's like they're going to stand up shot and you can see on the video board behind them, the game's literally <laughs> starting. And it's like, like, Hey, like what's going on here? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we're almost there, Sean. Uh, who is Mr. John Galt? If Marchman is out for game five or beyond, who else do we think subs in? We've answered that, but I did want to thank you for listening. Um, at Chris J NFL, did Dallas play not to lose on the third period or did the announcers make it seem closer than it was? I think that's probably a combination of both, but listen, when you're up by that much, you know, you are going to go into a more defensive shell. It was not a Rick bonus defensive shell, but it was a shell. Yeah. Uh, All right. MB Tendy. No question for me tonight. Just a kudos to you and Sean Shapiro on keeping this podcast going strong, even with these late games. Best pot out there for Stars content. Oh, you make me feel good, MB Tendy. You made my night. What do you think, Sean? Best podcast out there? I don't know. You do like five podcasts now. You're, you're like famous. and No, but this you, is the star. I mean, from, okay, from, all right, from good. Stars perspective, this okay, is, right, yeah. good, good, this good. is the best. This is the best you've got. For right, my, right, <laughs> right. Let's pat ourselves on the back. If you're, I mean, if you want to, if, if you, I've, I've do some other stuff on that are outside of stars land, but from, a, from, <laughs> from, from a stars perspective, you're not getting anything better than this, right? So absolutely <laughs> record breaking numbers in April. And we will continue that in May. <laughs> good point, Sean, uh, at CW Sneed 14, loving this Harley Hanley, uh, pairing. Can we expect to see them more and more as we get deeper into the playoff run? Well, we'll see, but, uh, Sean and I expect no changes in the next game. Uh, Nick Maroc, uh, Sean, you know, Nick Maroc, he's the bang guy at the game. Yep. The no, guy I'm with the bang side. I'm aware of Nick. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, he's asking someone out and, uh, yes, she will go out with you, my friend, and she will have dinner with you. Uh, and finally, Sean, Michael Todd is Miro a better player than Luca because he scores and plays defense shots fired, but could be true. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, this is, I don't know. My NBA knowledge is in, on a passing level. I guess the, the, the question on that one becomes when it's Luca is considered a top, what top five player in, in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think Miro at that, at this time right now is he's a top five defenseman in the world, but he's not a top five player in the, he's not, he's not in like, that's, that's just a reality of it. Like, uh, so if you're talking about one person who's in the category for the best basketball, pl- who's in top five basketball player on the planet and the other one's in the top five at their position, you have to add the caveat. That's the, uh, that's the, and I'm just saying that this is what I read about the NBA. I, I can't defend the, the NBA argument. I just, cause I don't, I'm not an NBA expert. So, but I, I, I can't at least properly place. I feel where Miro ranks in the world and he's one of the best defensemen in the world, but yeah, it's, 
you have to add the caveat. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, no doubt. No, no doubt. And thank goodness for full uh, shields over the face, which allowed him to uh, play and candidly played quite aggressive tonight, did not hold back. Miro had a terrific game. So here's the schedule for Spitz and Suds. Tomorrow, Craig Ludwig will join us and get his thoughts on the game. We'll get into some of the nuances. Uh, Sean, Craig did a great job talking about tipping and the art of using the stick and uh, how they do it as well as from a defenseman standpoint what can you do still to prevent that and what he did in the uh in the past just and he went into some stories it was uh it was great so craig will join us tomorrow to further talk about this game tonight and also to preview the next game which will be thursday in dallas and then after that game sean and i will be with you for another post game edition a game five edition of spits and suds heck of a podcast tonight, my man, you're a beast. It's fun. It always is. Thank you to everyone for listening. And, uh, I know we, we have some fun. We pat ourselves on the back, but really to people who've been listening and, um, and Gavin sends the numbers over each month to look at it. It's been, it's been kind of cool to see how many people have hopped on board and listened to this and you see the questions after the game tonight. So real, real seriously, thank you to everyone who's listening. Cause this has been, kind of uh this this has been one of those fun projects so thank you absolutely absolutely so for sean shapiro i'm gavin spittle and thanks to everyone as sean mentioned so download it favorite spread the word on social media that your dallas stars have a playoff podcast and we're giving you as much content as we can as the stars tie up the series at two and we will talk to you tomorrow or today whichever one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's just so crazy it's just a few hours away where we'll talk to sean i mean sorry we'll talk to craig right here on <laughs> Spitz and Suds. Have a great day, everyone.